what ends up happening sometimes is gaps are created. Gaps in knowledge, gaps in skill, gaps in ways to continue to increase understanding so that people can actually move forward from the knowing to actually doing. And it's in those smaller steps where course creators sometimes miss opportunities to teach and to guide and to provide resources in a way that their client or student can be successful. Welcome to Scale Your Course. If designing and delivering a scalable course has got you feeling overworked, overwhelmed, and just plain tapped out, you're not alone. I'm Tracy Sheriff, and in this podcast, you'll listen to a combination of solo episodes and powerhouse interviews where we'll share tips, strategies, and insider insights into how you can successfully design and deliver a scalable course. Prepare to reach your next level business goals without compromising your health and wealth with the Scale Your Course podcast. Welcome back to Scale Your Course. I'm Tracy Sheriff, and I'm excited today to really open up some dialogue about success, the success of your clients, your students, your participants, or whoever your learners are in your courses and online programs. What does it really mean to be successful? What does success really look like? And what gets in the way that you as the content creator, the curriculum designer, the teacher, the mentor, the facilitator, the guide of you having an impact on making sure that as many people as possible get across the finish line in your courses and online programs. Now, our goal when we've enrolled people into our courses and online programs is for them to achieve a desired outcome. That outcome has been made clear to them from the outset. That's why they actually chose to make a commitment to learn and grow with you. But what does it really mean for them to be successful? And who gets to measure that level of success? Is it achieving everything inside of your course or program at a really high level that determines the success level of a participant? Or is it taking the pieces of the course or program that are most valuable to them and implementing them to achieve an outcome that they've set for themselves? What I know we can agree on is that success is the measurement where we determine if a favorable outcome or desired outcome has actually been achieved. It's really about being happy with the outcome and doing something correctly in a way that makes us feel accomplished. When something is finished, success is the result of getting a goal and taking the necessary steps to achieve an action. So whether someone who's enrolled in our courses or programs actually walks away with this feeling of accomplishment plays a big part in our ability to actually enroll more students, gain authority and respect for being an expert in our niche, and really be recognized as someone or as a program that can really get people results. This is worth considering because when we're trying to measure our clients or students' success, we are also measuring our own as the person who has created the course or program that they've enrolled in. One of the things that often comes up for me when I'm talking to other course creators or designers of learning is the question about who's actually responsible for the ultimate success of the participant. Is it the participant themselves or is it you as the designer of the learning experience? 
Now, as a higher education professor, someone who's really taught at both the college and university level, this is also something that I've asked myself. I mean, I can create an optimal learning environment and have a stellar curriculum. I can show up regularly with energy and enthusiasm, but if the student doesn't actually take those necessary steps to attend the class, do the work, engage in conversation with others, or actually turn their learning into practice, their results are going to be limited to the energy and effort that they put in. So while the onus of the actual doing is on the learner or the student or the client, if that's how you refer to your participants, you as a creator have so much more control over the success of that student just simply by the way that you show up, present information, create a plan of engagement, and actually support your student along the way. While there are many different ways that you can be in the driver's seat and actually make or break the success of your students, I'm going to focus on three for the purpose of this episode. So the first one that I want to talk to you about is vision. Now you might think that this is something that already should have been established at the sales call or at the enrollment call. However, what I've learned about people when they make buying decisions and then subsequently become learners or consumers of new knowledge and information and all the things is that sometimes they lose sight of that vision. They forget, why am I even here? What is it I am trying to achieve? So while you might have already convinced them at one point that your solution can offer them the support that they need to progress forward to achieve their bigger vision, If they're not even clear what their bigger vision is, or they've lost sight of their vision, or they've changed their mind, or they're just unsure or uncertain, they may need your help to embrace what's possible and be reminded of why they've actually enrolled. If their vision has shifted since the point of enrollment to the point of actually taking the action or somewhere inside the container, which in some cases can be weeks, months, or even a year-long container, trouble can start to brew. Without clarity of your vision, you start to get confused about what you're doing and why you're doing it, which creates a lack of confidence in yourself and in your learner and questions about whether they're actually going to be able to complete the mission that they're on. This increases the amount of frustration that your participant or client might feel as they are progressing through your likely very robust program, which you're confident is going to get them the results that they're looking for. So when it comes to vision, what is it that you can do as the creator to help prevent this from happening? The key is that you want your client to have clarity on their vision from the minute they enroll all the way through to the end of your program. And what I'd like to offer back to this is that you really need to be reminding them why they're there and reminding them often. People enroll in things to learn and to fulfill a need and they want to solve a problem. And usually that problem is linked to either more happiness, more success, or more freedom. So figuring out what it is your clients want the most as their big result is going to be key to you being able to do this effectively. In most cases, clients aren't in your program because they're just trying to grow a list or just trying to develop a stellar program or just trying to establish themselves as an authority in their niche as much as it is about something else. 
it's usually so much bigger. And what that something else often is, is linked to something that makes them feel happier, more successful, and more free. So you need to be tapping into that and reminding them of that bigger vision throughout their entire time with you inside your course or program. Another place inside the design of your course or online program that you can support your clients to achieve greater success is with resources. Most of my clients have a framework or a methodology that they're teaching inside their courses and programs. And quite often what I see happening is that they provide a very high level overview of the roadmap. They plan to teach and grow skills in the bigger steps of that methodology and break their method down into phases or steps. And that's what they teach. But what ends up happening sometimes is gaps are created. Gaps in knowledge, gaps in skill, gaps in ways to continue to increase understanding so that people can actually move forward from the knowing to actually doing. And it's in those smaller steps where course creators sometimes miss opportunities to teach and to guide and to provide resources in a way that their client or student can be successful. Now, resources can look like a variety of different things. They might be PDFs, workbooks, links, podcasts, additional video trainings, and resources can also be people, someone to help support conversation and dialogue and get coaching or feedback on their work that they're actually taking action on. What I want to stress here is the importance of you taking your frameworks and models and your phased programs and really looking critically at breaking down every single little step of the journey. Ask yourself if you're providing the right level of resources to actually help your person achieve a goal or the goal. At any point where there's a missing element or resource, this is a potential sticky point or place where your client or student or learner is going to get stuck. There is no doubt. So you want to be able to walk through the lens of someone who's learning to do something for the very first time and figure out where you need to add those extra resources. If it's not something that you teach, you need to offer a resource or opportunity to connect them with someone who can teach them or some type of resource or link or referral to another resource that isn't your own. It's not uncommon for students of some of my clients to say how easy the course creator or the program director makes things look. And they often say, there's so much more that you know that I don't. And it's that space where we really need to be thinking about how we might be creating barriers for our people or creating craters that they might fall into that they can't get out of without our help. The third and last thing I want to talk to you about today related to how you can support the success of your students is incentive. It's human nature that we allow our actions and priorities to be guided or shaped by rewards and incentives. Everybody likes to get a gold star, even me. We might not need them, but everybody likes to get them. So when you're planning your curriculum, you want to intentionally be building in these incentives as part of the design process. They can be surprise incentives, but you as a creator of the learning experience really need to be thinking about how you're going to help support the momentum of your student learner and what incentives you could potentially offer. So I'm going to give you some examples right now of these types of incentives 
that will offer encouragement and continue to motivate your participants as they progress through your program. One of the ways that you can offer incentive that doesn't cost anything is really just about recognition. You can recognize people for their expertise that they bring to a particular group, the way that they support other people inside of the group or the learning container. You can acknowledge them privately. You can acknowledge them publicly. But I know that everybody likes to be seen. So it's just a really great way for them to be motivated by you to keep going and putting their best foot forward. Another way is that you can celebrate their wins with them. And if you're designing the way that I encourage my clients to design, you want to be building in a whole bunch of quick wins throughout the journey. Again, that could be publicly or privately acknowledged, but you want to make sure that you're having those celebrations. Now, when it comes to other incentives, time, money, and resources are three common things that people can offer. Time could be time with you or time with one of your staff or coaches within your course or program. Money could be cash or a discount towards another product that you have. Resources could be endless. There's a whole list of things that you could offer. They could be purchase resources that you mail to them. They can be additional access to different products and supports that maybe you've built in just for those people that you feel are either in need of something to continue or for others that need help to keep going. You can provide opportunities for coaching with you, for feedback from you, opportunities to go live in the group, and maybe even opportunities to provide an expert training of some kind in their zone of genius. So there's lots of different ways that you can build in levels of incentive. Most recently, I've experienced for myself on a couple of different occasions in two programs over the last year, this use of a scorecard. So basically a scorecard is a spreadsheet and it has milestones in it. And when certain milestones are achieved by different participants, the participants are able to get acknowledgement either from the participant filling out the scorecard publicly or by the creator filling out the scorecard on their behalf. This prompts others to see the work and the action that they're taking and to also provide that feedback and recognition. You can do it in colors. You can do it in dates and times and places and locations. You can be as creative as you want. But the idea here is they're not only seeing their progress, but they're seeing the progress of others. And that just builds up a whole community where they want to celebrate with each other and acknowledge each other. This just adds that whole layer of incentive and momentum building and bakes it right into your program design. So just to recap today, I'm going to highlight the three strategies or three things that I want you to be thinking about that I know you have complete control over when you design your program that can help you contribute back to your student's success. That way you're not placing all of the ownership on their ability to show up and take action, which is commonly what I hear in the online space. The first is making sure that they have a vision and are reminded often what they're trying to achieve. What is it that their ultimate reward will be at the end of your course or program that they're taking with you? What is the ultimate reward that they want to achieve by the end of the course or program? The second thing is you want to be offering the right level of resources or more importantly, maybe the right type of resources at the right time. That's really critical. 
we didn't even really even talk about that earlier on in the episode, but the timing of the resources is as important as the resource itself. So you want to be thinking about what gaps might be occurring for students that they're having trouble getting over. And if it's not something that you can support them with, then offer some type of resource connection or referral to someone who can help them. The last thing that we just talked about was incentive and the importance of having different types of incentives intentionally built in, even if you choose to make them a surprise for your participants. You want to be able to continue to reward them and incentivize them to move forward, especially if your program is a lengthy one. So I hope this gives you some food for thought about your role in the success of your clients. I know that if you're listening to this podcast, you are a heart-centered entrepreneur, someone who believes in the importance of making an impact, and it's not just about the sale for you. I'm hopeful that this has given you some things that you can consider adding to your program that will elevate the success of your students without any doubt. But if you're looking for support with this, feel free to reach out to me and we can talk about booking some one-on-one time together where I can work with you alone or with you and your team to help you really elevate the success level of your course or program participants. Have a great day. 